y'all. Welcome to season six. Season six of This Most Unbelievable Life. I'm Sherry Spiegel. I'm Paul Fitzgerald. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hmm. Hello, Dr. Spiegel. Hello, Dr. Fitzgerald. And welcome once again to This Most Unbelievable Life and the podcast that is recorded by us in that, uh, in that I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, I'm noticing, I'm noticing that you said once again and not welcome back to the show. <laughs> frequent, our frequent guest on this podcast is Dr. Sherry Spiegel. So far she's been on, this will be her 75th guest appearance on the podcast of 75. You know who else has guested a lot on this podcast? Whom? Dr. Yeah. Fitzgerald. <laughs> we could just do this podcast where we just like interview each other. We could. I mean, isn't that basically all we do <laughs> anyway? Because people are like, you should have guests. It's like, we do have guests, right? We <laughs> Yes. Every <laughs> we week, guests, I we invite guests you every back. Week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's funny. It is funny. Yeah. You know, I guess we, uh, if, if nothing else I do, we, I guess we do take turns asking questions, so. We do. I try to be first, though. Yeah, you do. Because it gets you out of the hard work of yeah. trying to answer them. Right? See, now you know my secret. I ask the hard questions first because I'm lazy and don't want yeah, to have to do the hard work of answering them. Yeah, and we have the, the unstated uh, no no take back rule where it's like, well, I don't know. What do you think about it? It's like we try not to do that as yeah. much as we This we is can, not a tennis We can do match. that every time. No, it's not fencing or jousting or whatever yeah. it might be. Other violent sports. Yeah, very uh, cool. So I think the irony of today is that I know what we've decided we're going to talk about. And I'm trying to resist the urge to say, welcome back, Paul. It's been a week without recording. Mm-hmm. But welcome back, I think, is one of your triggers. Yeah, welcome back. We're going to go back to the way that we do it, and we'll have a normal podcast recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we had a week off. Didn't record last week. I was out on, uh, I was out on a little vacay, mm-hmm. uh, precluding such scheduling, and now we're we're back and returning to normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the irony of that that question, Sherry, that you that you posed or that statement that you make is that yeah, some of these words do trigger me a little bit. Yeah. That's it's all good. I think we'll break into why today. But um yeah, yeah so. it was interesting. Like last week we were both very much engaged in other things. Mm-hmm. And so and they were all delightful things, but uh now we're back in the saddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And up until last week, we were both taking turns being somewhere else and being prior engaged. But last week we were both <laughs> prior. It is like, oof, yeah, boy. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to week. figure out next week because uh, Homegirl is going to be traveling. Yeah, Homegirl's going to be out and, uh, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. So next Tuesday, Podcast Tuesday, I will be on my way to see Fish. Yes. This is your first time seeing them, right? Yes. This is the first time. Yeah. Um, and I'm time. so excited because I'm going to see them for the first time and then the second time and the third time. The third? Yeah. You got three in a row, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Are they all in the same city? They're in two different cities, right? Two different it's cities. Twice in one. In- yeah. I'm going to see them in Hershey and then I'm going to see them in Atlantic City. You're going to bring back some chocolate? Possibly. I, don't know. I do appreciate I could get Hershey's products down the street at the Safeway. 
Yes. You want me to bring you back like a Hershey bar the size of my head? Well, I was thinking, you know, for the for those who are listening who don't know about this, maybe you do or not, Hershey is in Pennsylvania. And when I think about going to that region of Pennsylvania, I don't think about Hershey's too much, so much as I think of a 10-pound box of pretzels produced by um, the Amish and Mennonite communities up there oh. a lot of times. So um, it's like, I don't go to Hershey and bring back 10 pounds of pretzels. That would be fantastic, which is not what... But yeah, I think you can get like those gigantic Hershey bars. So I think what I'm hearing, Paul, is that you would rather not me bring you a giant chocolate bar, but instead <laughs> your request is for pretzels. The astute listener will uh, will come away from this thinking... Paul wants pretzels and chocolate. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Because like when you said that, it's like I didn't even think about the chocolate until I just kind of thought, oh, Hershey chocolate. Yeah. But Yeah. We're also going to do the um, Hershey Park like the second day. Yeah. And, yep, yep. Right. Which I yeah, haven't yeah. been to Hershey Park um, since I was about 10 years old. Yeah. People say it's fun. I, I haven't been. Well, I'm pretty you know? excited because I think this time I may be tall enough to ride most of the rides. <laughs> Most, not all. Right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> not that short. Not that short. Yeah. Um. But people say that it's great. It's great fun. Yeah. It was, it was good yeah, fun so. the last time I went there. Um. Yeah. But I was joking with my friend Ryan, who's also going with me. Um. Like he is very tall, and I was like, you know, there should be rides where you're not allowed to ride if you're over five foot six. There are. I think there are. I think I don't know if it's five foot six or not. Um. But it's like if. You go to the amusement park, it's like, you can't ride this ride if you're over four feet. But I, I've never seen a 5'6 one, though. Yeah. 5'6 is my selection, I think, because I am 5'4. My husband is 5'6. Yeah. So. I think the astronauts have a have a thing about that that I used to hear about. It's like, um, like to be an astronaut, you had to be like between this height thing. Yeah. And it's like you had to be under, I don't know what the height was, but it's like, they don't make spacesuits taller than 6'2 or something like that. So yeah. it's like, you can well, be the best astronaut ever, but if you're too far, too too tall, it's a non-starter. That's the truth with uh, jockeys too, right? Like you don't want yeah, like jockey to jockeys, be too, yeah. too tall. Yeah. Or heavy or large or anything. Yeah. Girthy. 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 <laughs> That's a word I never thought I'd say on a podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hey, that jockey's too girthy. <laughs> Get him off that horse. <laughs> welcome, listeners. Well, to yeah, Paul welcome and Sherry back. Late uh, Summer Edition. 75, right? Uh, so, yeah, late summer. Uh, do it better today than I was yesterday. Yesterday, I was just kind of stupid. Um, getting back from the trip. It, yesterday was recovery day from coming back, and I was just kind of, You know what I'm really excited about that? Sluggy all day. Regarding that? I'm really excited that I made the decision to call you yesterday so that I could experience <laughs> that version of you. Yeah, there was a long pause between statements and things. And it was just like, I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was weird though, because I mean, it was, you know, seeing, you know, my wife's family in, in southwest Michigan and uh went to uh we we have for the last several years, and with the exception of <laughs> For the last several years, but not last year, nor the year before, <laughs> um, we, we, we take uh, my our niece. Our niece uh, lives there. We take her to an anime convention mm-hmm. um, called Dokido Con in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And uh, it's it's good times. Uh, we're, we're wondering how much longer this is going to go on, though, because, I mean, she's 17. You know, I, she doesn't seem to be outgrowing it, but it's like, I don't know. She's Her tastes may change sometime soon. 
but doing that and we you know we're staying at a cottage out on you know close to lake michigan not on but within walking mm-hmm. distance from it and you know going to different place sleeping in i've slept in more beds this month than Last month. I, I, ever i think i sent a, i think i set a record yeah you know um between utah and that and yesterday uh just got back sunday night and woke up monday morning and it's like I am going to be like thick and dumb all day long. <laughs> just is like, just I, like my head just like wasn't in it. And it's like, it was just thick cobwebs and goo. And it was just like, what? Wow. What is that? It's like, mm, mm. everything was just like, huh? Wow. And it was just, uh, just so such a re- recovery day. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I knew you had driven like 10 hours the day before. Yeah, that didn't help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 10 hours in the car the day before. So in my head, I was like, yeah, we probably won't hear from Paul until mid-afternoon tomorrow. And and uh, like, I don't know. I think I heard from you. Per- I, I think you said good morning when it was still morning, yeah. which is not still always morning. our custom. <laughs> not always the case. Sometimes it's like 8 p.m. Uh, it's always good morning, even if it's afternoon. Um. But yeah, then, uh, yeah, when I called, I was like, let's see what version of poll we get. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, I could tell you were suffering for how sluggish you were feeling, but I was just kind of long for the ride. Yeah, I don't know if I was suffering or not. Um, I started to feel bad halfway through because it's like, wow, you are not getting the best version of me right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, I don't know if I was suffering that much. I was pretty much completely vacant of all uh, logical thought so but that so i like, think that that's kind of an wasn't interesting, smart enough to suffer right <laughs> i think it's kind of an interesting place to start considering what we're thinking about talking about today mm-hmm. so like so like the question i want to ask you is well are you back now yeah i think i am i got the sense this morning uh when i woke up that uh the the eagle has landed right um i'm i'm sort of back in my head it took a day of adjustment it took two two nights sleep and a, and a day of just kind of re uh, i mean it, it's hard to say this without having to explain it like regrounding mm-hmm. myself in the physical location that i'm in especially considering it's been week on week off you know for me since and you too mm-hmm. right um since uh, the beginning of july almost but I started to get the sense this morning that it's like, okay, I'm starting to have some inklings of neurological activity that are somewhat familiar mm-hmm. to me. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, I feel a couple of uh, ideas and habits returning and I'm starting to get enraged by the same things and satisfied by the same things <laughs> so it's like yeah i think i'm back i think i'm back yeah. and uh sitting down in the keyboard earlier today and uh, knocking a thing out it was like yeah i'm back mm-hmm. i'm hitting on it so so do you think do you think the same version of you is back uh i don't know i don't know i mean there's experiences and then there's experiences and Every second hour, day, week, whatever of of a life lived where where attention is being paid to things 
I think life always offers opportunities. I don't need to get too deep too soon on this podcast um, to to figure something We've out. We've warmed or, up for a whole ten minutes. I yeah. think we're ready to go. Yeah, or or learn something, or you know, something happens and you you see how you respond to it, and then it's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and uh, new new wisdom and thought sort of emerges from the fires of what burned before it like a phoenix rising from the ashes right um and uh yesterday i did not feel very much like myself as i am used to today i do mm-hmm. today i do and um i'm not one in my experience to sort of flip back and forth between between states like that um i usually stick with <laughs> how i'm feeling for a while but it's like i was all over the place last week um yeah and uh doing all kinds of stuff that I do not do frequently and doing some stuff new for the first time and doing some stuff again, but three years later and with face masks on, and, you know, and, and so it was, it was a different, it was a different set of experiences this last week. And it took me a day to, to sort of get my head around it, I think. Yeah. Um, it but reminds- yeah, it feels, I feel familiar to myself now. So. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, It reminds me, I've, was doing a little reading last night slash this morning um, on the concept of luminal spaces, mm-hmm. you know, these transitional spaces. Um, and it, you know, it almost feels like that's like you were in one of those spaces, right? Like, yeah. Um, and I think I've navigated some of those spaces in the last couple of weeks, like, the way I spent last week was very different from the way I spend most weeks, mm-hmm. right? Like I was in an intensive symposium yeah, and I've been in intensive symposiums before. This one felt very different for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I watched myself, watch myself navigate that space. Yeah. Right. Um, and I could tell like, this was a period of like, deep reflection and so it it kind of like takes you off your your everyday course Mm -hmm. and then i felt like as i went into the weekend that i was just kind of in this mushy jello space for a while yeah um but eventually like you emerge right like and it's like even if you're jello self um there's still you underneath but you have this weird slimy film over you. Yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like. Uh, the slimy. Yeah, it's like that's absolutely what it felt like. Yeah. You know, it's like a like a cake not quite all the way baked. Yeah. You know, kind of coming out of the oven. It's like, yeah, I'm not done yet. Put me back in. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. So you you felt that a little bit this past weekend? Because you are doing it like a, like a real thing. Last week, I was just gallivanting around on you know, on a, on a trip to see family and stuff like that, doing all kinds of wacky stuff. You were in the, you were in the weeds. Yeah. And weeds isn't, weeds isn't the right word. You were in, you were doing a deep dive on a thing. Deep dive on a thing. Yeah. So I'm beginning a program with uh, the Center for Action and Contemplation, the Living School. And so we had a symposium that was five days, Monday through Friday. And because they're mountain time and I am not, um, oh. it ran from, uh about 10 o'clock to six o'clock yeah that's what i remember yeah every day um and you know it's interesting because you know you know yourself to some extent and i know how i operate when i'm at academic conferences and Mm -hmm. what um just how i navigate those spaces like um 
when I take notes, when I don't, what kinds of things I engage in, what I skip. Like, I know mm-hmm. that very well. Mm-hmm. But my behavior last week was so curious. Like, I attended everything until, like, at one point, like, I just, like, I was about to, like, I was going to pass yeah. out. Like, I, right, just right, too right. much, too much. Um, but, like, I took notes. Um, so it was just a very different experience. Um And I don't, as somebody who's hyper vocal, you know, like I, I teach writing and thinking and reading for a living. I speak a lot. We have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was going through so much processing in my head that I got to a point where processing out loud wasn't possible. Yeah. Like yeah, right. uh, Eric would come home and he would be like, hey, you want to talk about it? And I would say, no. <laughs> Would you like to walk next to the river in silence with me? Yeah. Great. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird space. It is a weird space. It's like words don't do it. Words don't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, and there are ways of communication other than, other than vocal. If, uh, if one's uh, open to that kind of thing. I think so. I think it's also just, you know, words do the best that they can but they can fall short, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, like we plan to talk about the three triggery words you have, right? Like, yeah. what are they? I think you wrote them down. I did write them down because I have a little bit of anxiety about having to remember stuff on the spot. Yeah. Like my phone number and stuff. When somebody's like, if I'm on the phone. Oh, goodness. I'll, I'll like, before, before I have a phone call with somebody, um, like to make an appointment with the doctor or the dentist or whatever it'd be. I'll write my phone number down and my address on a piece of paper before I call them. Cause they'll, they'll say, what's our phone number? And I'll be like, uh, 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 cause I'll get freaked out by having to remember something on the spot. So it's like, I always have it written down next to me and I just read it to people. I do that. I know my phone number, you know, but it's like when somebody asks me on the spot and my brain just like cramps up. So I have two thoughts about that. One I do the same thing, especially when I go to vote. And the problem with going to vote is they literally take your cheat sheet away from you. They do. And I'm like, oh, my full name. (laughs) You know, um, so yeah. But the other thing I thought about is when you said that you knew your phone number, I realized I don't know your phone number. And it's such a weird, Hmm. like, obviously I can call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such a weird thing. Like, I used to pride myself in the fact that, like, I had my best friend's number memorized. And I have Eric's mm-hmm. number memorized. But I think that's it. So if I were in an emergency. I yeah, you're be, out of luck. Yeah. Because um, that used to be a thing. I mean, if you're, I guess if you're older than 30. Yeah. Right. You remember days when it's like you knew that somebody was a really good friend if you knew their phone number. Um, and now it's like, I don't know anybody, you know, I, I, I would say the same thing. I don't know what your phone number is. Yeah. You know, when you call, the only reason I know it's you is because your name pops up. Right. You know, but it's like, it has nothing to do with the number. No, because you have um, it blocked. Remember? Like this is and a, cause, a Yeah. Known... Yeah. Right. There was, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> it's like my phone was, it was, it was a couple of years ago, but it's like, it's like, why are you blocking my calls? And it's like, T-Mobile, what do you want me to do? It's not coming through. And it's like, you called me on the spot. And it's like, see, 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 beats me. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we used to be able to take pride in knowing somebody's phone number. But it's like, I I remember my phone number from when we were growing up in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, I think my sister said she actually called it once to see what would happen because like that long that phone number is long gone. She's like, who has it now? Yeah, but I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, I wonder how many of our listeners are doing know. like a mental check down of like what numbers yeah, they remember. What numbers do you know? Yeah, and it's like for me, I think it's two. I think I mine. I do know Shauna's because uh, Shauna's number is the one that we type in at Safeway mm-hmm. for our extra value points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to have this conversation without giving away like critical sensitive information or something like that. <laughs> but saying saying that our number is the same one we use at Safeway, I don't think it does that, you know, um, just so we can both be have, have our accounts hacked. Mine is the one we use a giant. So uh, there. Um, what's funny is like our CVS one is a house number we don't even have anymore yeah yeah so (laughs) (laughs) who knows who does right yeah who knows and um but yeah i don't know anybody's number. so yeah i always write it down yeah Uh, these these things that i'm i have it's like somebody's gonna ask me something i'm gonna have to remember it i'm gonna freak out and i'm not gonna remember it i'm gonna look like an idiot because i i don't know my phone number well can't remember it what's great is you remembered how we got on this subject in the first place Mm-hmm. which is you wrote down three words yeah i wrote down three words and those words are going back return and normal yeah i realized after i said three words that one of them was a phrase well so we'll you, you said words back. three words plural so that means that one of them can have two Let the voters, uh, let, okay. the, let the listeners decide. On we'll allow one. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Neither going of back, us are math teachers. Yeah, um, going back. Yeah, going so I've been, back. Uh, yeah, so I've been having this uh, this kind of nagging thought, and uh, and I think it's probably the result of so many uh, for historical context. Uh, the there is an ongoing sociological conversation about people returning to office environments from after being on Zoom for a year and a half or remote for a year and a half or whatever, and so there's these all these conversations going on, you know, or it, like in the door. At, I was early. I was at Safeway, right? But you see all these signs on doors, saying, you know, that no mask required if you're vaccinated, and that and that always sort of gets. I shouldn't say always, but often it does get sort of stuck together with this return to normal, going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going back to the way things, you know, we're returning to what, you know, and all of this, this kind of uh, way that the, this conversation happens that uses the words going back, return and normal. Mm-hmm. You know, just somebody was talking to the other day who have known for years, you, we you know said, you know, really looking forward to, to going back to, to normal. And, you know, it's like, I am bristling at that, but I'm not sure why. But so, it's like something about that phrase is getting, gets my hackles uh-huh. up a little bit. And it's like, I don't, I don't love it. Well. I don't love it. I don't know why, but I don't love it. But I'm starting to figure out why, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, so I went to uh, campus where we both work um, for the first time in, I don't know, probably six six to eight months i don't remember the last time i was there yeah um we were there probably together i don't know do you remember the last time we were on campus together Eh, no it doesn't matter like i don't know it was like maybe january yeah maybe um but i went back uh to campus and um i hadn't been there 
in quite some time. And so, you know, it's such an interesting little time capsule in that, you know, there's still a calendar on the wall that says March 2020. Yep. You know, with a nice yep. tiger. Um, there are other little yep. artifacts from a bygone time of like, I used to host tea in my office. There are all these yeah. supplies for tea, mini cups, which I stole, I think, or was gifted from your office. And there's a collection of magnetic Scrabble tiles that say, leave my tiles alone, Paul Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to leave that there. Who would put that, who would put that on there? It might be useful moving forward. Um, but I, I did spend a lot of time thinking about what life was like on a day-to-day basis uh, uh-huh. before the pandemic. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of activities that I haven't been engaged in for a while that, you know, I miss and that I'm trying to figure out what they're going to look like in my life moving forward. Uh-huh. But the, but one of the things that's really hard for me is I thought about who I was the last time I sat in that chair on a regular mm. basis. And what I know about that person is she was riddled with anxiety and she just had a lot of like, just, I don't know, the way I navigated the world wasn't, um, wasn't really productive for me, wasn't where I wanted to be. And so for me, the idea of like going back back feels like regression to me Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. than anything yeah it does feel like regression and um i am moving offices you are from one to another i might move my stuff and tag the rest for the moves to move it uh, i will no longer have to go sweat just to see you yeah yeah um and um but in in the moving you know, when I was moving my stuff out of my old office and over into my new one on campus, I did also get that real pervasive sense that the person who used to occupy this office and do this stuff is no longer present here, yeah. you know, and for a variety of reasons, you know, not just because it's like I'm not in the administrative position that I occupied at that time mm-hmm. any anymore, but it's like, it's been a year and a half. It's like I moved on from some stuff. It's like I look at some stuff and it's like, wow, I used to do that. It's like, ah, oh, so exhausting. And it's like, oh, that used to be fun. Um, but it's like, yeah, Elvis has sort of left the building. And so um, I sort of, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing or if it's new, it's probably neutral and it just depends on the time of day. But uh, with regards to that, I, I at least have the luxury of at least, what, well, I don't know if it's good. Yeah, because I keep going back and forth on this. It's like, when I go back, return to normal on campus, I'm going to try to use all the trigger words at once. <laughs> um, I'm going to be going back to a brand new office that I haven't occupied before. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be weird. Yeah. That's going to be weird. So, you know, my my return going back is going to be returning to a different office. Right. In a so it's almost building. like a fresh so, start. Yeah, kind of. You know, so part of it is like, yeah, is it a fresh start? But then part of me is like, ooh, it's like, more different yeah but i you know so i think one of the things that's challenging maybe in a time like this is um you know like it or not the last year and a half has really shaken a lot of us up it's yeah it's caused um prompted a lot of reflection in a lot of people Mm -hmm. um 
And I think as one navigates spaces day in and day out, there's a lot of response patterns that are conditioned, that are just baked in. Like, it's kind of like going back to your childhood home and falling back into the pattern of who you were within the family as a child. Yeah. Right? right. And so, like, part of what I've been thinking about a lot is trying to identify within myself what what are those patterns and what will they Mm -hmm. look like as they manifest in me and what version of that patterning do I want moving forward? Yeah, yeah. Because not all patterns are good. Not all patterns are good. Um, And I think uh, we spoke to this a little bit a couple of weeks ago about, you know, why it's good. I mean, we spoke to this several times um, on this very podcast um, about why it's good to, every once in a while, just need to try, like go somewhere. And just it's like, I don't, I don't want to say travel. I don't want to say vacation. It's like, just go somewhere else for a day or two mm-hmm. and get some different walls around. Um, I think when was that? It's like a year ago, last July, last August or something like that. Uh, last July, last yeah. August, um, we went up to, uh, uh, where'd we go? Harrisonburg or something like that. It's like a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it's like we did the same stuff we worked just like we always do, but like from there. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, God, just got to get out of this damn house, you know, because mm-hmm. we, this is back when people were quarantined. This is back when people were, you know, totally, you know, don't go to the grocery store in case it's an emergency kind of stuff. Um, we're just kind of going a little stir crazy and that getting, getting out of familiar places for, it doesn't take long, but it does afford one the luxury or the discomfort because it can go both ways of being sort of forcibly kicked out of a habit Mm -hmm. because the, the environment in which those habits were manifesting is, is not there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can't do the habits because the door is not there and the kitchen's different and this isn't where my bedroom is. And, uh, who are these weird people that I'm with? And, (laughs) you know, is, which was the case, you know, this past week. Um, so it's like, it's not that it's hard to engage in the same habits. It's like the same habits aren't even there. Um, but then when, when one returns, goes back to normal, whatever it would be, you know, which are my trigger words for this, for this day. Um, those habits don't always come back. Uh You know, some some can, but um, you do, I think, reserve the right to reevaluate whether habits are serving uh-huh. once they are recognized for what they are. And I think that's what the 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 advantage of getting out of the getting out of town for a day or two can sometimes do. Yeah, is if nothing else, you find out what the habits are, which is the first step in evaluating whether or not they're good things to to is, is this habit serving me? Yeah, you can ask yourself that. Well, that's when I went to campus yesterday. I observed one of my old patterns and sort of how it sort of brushes up against a Mm -hmm. newer pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, So a newer pattern that I have is that as a human uh, who's been working from home, I tend to eat multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was on campus a lot, um, I... Unless Eric packed my meal, I did not bring food. Um, And so a lot of times I would work through the whole day um, and just be like completely starving. 
Yeah. Um, but I was grinding through because I was there and I had too much stuff to do and I didn't yeah, have time to eat. It's very important stuff. Very important, right? Um, so I would get to the end of the day and I would have like the worst headache because I would be super dehydrated and just starving. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got to campus yesterday and like was just kind of in the zone and everything. And about one o'clock, I realized, Sherry... You have not eaten a single thing all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a friend of mine came to my door and he was about to head out. And I was like, you know what? I am too. Like, I need to have some food. This woman should be fed. Um, yeah. So I was supposed yeah, to meet yeah. with another friend on campus. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not prepared to human today. So I must yeah. go home. Right. Um, and I just noticed, like, that's not a pattern I want to get back into. Like, it's. Right. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, there are some certainly that I, I have on my mind that it's like I have no interest in returning to that habit, not the least of which is stopping by the grocery store every damn day on the way home and like impulse eating stuff because I didn't pack a lunch for myself. And it's like I didn't eat actual food after noon and yeah. I was on my feet all day. And it's like I'm hungrier than I thought I was. And yeah. there are some habits that I would like to like to take some time you, to not. You know, a habit that you could change going into this new year. What would it be? You could not have chocolate in your office. That would be great yeah. for me personally. Yeah, I'll get fruit yeah, or something like that. That would be I'll great. That would be perfect. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, that was it. It's like, I just had this thing in my head. It's like, well, offices have chocolate just in case somebody, you know. Well, yeah. And I had this rule where I didn't, I was not a person who ate sh- sugar at all. And then somehow I became a person who ate sugar but only in Paul's office. And then I yeah, spent well, a lot of time in Paul's office. Yeah, <laughs> it was always just the sugar, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was good chocolate, though. Yeah. You to, like the variety pack. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of heat a, bar action there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not I'm not particularly interested in uh, returning to. So, but that, um, so, I, and I think that's what uh, sort of hackles me up a little bit because when it starts to, when that conversation starts to become a little bit personal um, and the narrative that is that is placed before you and I, um, with our place of in, employ, right? It is this return to campus, this, you know, going back to, to campus. And there's this, I mean, there's this whole production series in the newsletter. It's like this, we're going back to campus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like the going back to campus committee and the, you know, return to, re, the return to campus. And we refer to the events that we have as the welcome back the welcome back yeah the welcome back events um in all of that and one of the things that 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 gets me is just really from a purely like syntax um semantic point of view of what value does the words going back return in normal of what value are those in the description of what's going to happen so it's like when 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 it's talked about like going back to the office, going back to campus. It's like, why is the word "back" in there? Mm-hmm. You know, when when it's like the welcome back event. It's like, why can't we just call it the welcome event? Mm-hmm. You know, um, with returning to returning to normal. It's like, why can't you just call it? What's going to happen next? How we're gonna how we're gonna how we're gonna go from from here and out, right? So. 
That's and that's the word. It's like it, it feels the word that you said like regressive. Right. It seems regressive. It's like this. We're we're going to try to reclaim and recapture something that was existing previously, and um, if we all do our responsibilities to the best we can, we will once again do them that way. And you know, we just always come out of that conversation every single time with this thought in my head. You know, not everything was great. Mm-hmm. Not everything was working well. You know, can we instead take this opportunity to evaluate what was working and what was not and make some decisions on on what we want to embody? Yeah. When we're next on campus. Right? So it's like I can I can I can have this entire conversation without using those words, right. without implying any aspect of what happened before right now. Um, you know, in it's not hard to do. And it's like, it's, it's great. You can lose, like, you, you can use less words. You don't even have to swap one in. Just leave it out, you know? And, and with that brings potential, opportunity, mm-hmm. freedom, choice, empowerment, efficacy, ability to make decisions, um, an ability to start over, which is what you and I talk about all the time, mm-hmm. without feeling like we're trying to squeeze ourselves back into a pair of shoes that we outgrew a year and a half ago. Right. Well, and I think, you know, thinking about exploring the word welcome without the word back is really important. Like, yeah, as we move forward, what do you want to welcome into yeah. your return to the office? Right. Like, yeah. what's welcome there and, and what isn't? Because, um, yeah, I mean, right now... um. Yeah, I mean, even the shoes, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I tried to wear a pair of flats, um, like a pair yeah. of dress shoes the other day, and they don't even, they don't even feel like my shoes. They feel like I borrowed a neighbor's shoes. Right? Yeah, do they do they actually satisfy the functional requirements of what it means to be a shoe? Yeah, I mean they, I mean. What's the objective here? Yeah, I mean. They don't cover much of the foot and they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just I spent I've been spending a lot of time thinking about footwear. Um and I just yeah, what what do I want to welcome into my first steps on campus in a long yeah. time? Yeah. And I mean other other uses, you know, the you know, re- returning to campus. It's like why can't we just say when we're on campus next, yeah, you know, when is going going back to going back to campus, going back to the office, returning to campus. It's like it, it just seems like it looks backwards to me, and it's like I don't love it. it yeah, it's also not I don't love it. You know, I've seen a lot of media put out by um, like public school teachers recently, mm-hmm. and one of the things that keeps popping up within those is, you know, they're starting to see all the stuff for a welcome back and. They're resentful because they hardly feel like they've had a chance to leave, right? right. Um, and I think there are all these weird, complicated politics within the world of education over the idea of saying welcome back. Because anyone who's identified as 12-month you know, staff or faculty yeah. is like, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> what do you mean, welcome back? Yeah, right. right. Um, right. And then right. a lot of people like... You know, like, there's this idea that there's been rest and 
a break and and calm and we're still in a pandemic right so yeah, it's not right. like everyone's just been out windsurfing for three months yeah um <laughs> like yeah. this return um whatever it looks like this this gathering for the first time in quite some time there's work to be done in the fact that like we have work we're, we're coming back to shared space after a time of pervasive trauma yeah trauma that maybe has not yet had the opportunity to really um be known trauma yet yeah because it's still ongoing yeah yeah you know it's like and, and uh, this isn't a conversation is trauma trauma while it's still happening or does it have to be over for it to be you know i don't you know, that's not for me to talk about you know it is complex. Um, it's complex yeah it is complex and it's like it's not like we're, we're out of the woods here mm-hmm. you know and that we're all gonna return go back to whatever and sit in our offices and go ah what a relief right (laughs) here we are all again because you know immediately like the second that would happen i can promise all of these habits that you abandoned that were not serving you are going to come rushing right back Mm -hmm. and it's going to feel icky it's going to feel icky and gross yeah um i guarantee it well, I mean, for myself, for myself, I guarantee, I guarantee that's exactly how I and maybe no one else would, would, would feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about like, you know, even yesterday as I'm in the space, and and also every time I go to Trader Joe's or I go to the pet supply place, like there's still all this. There is no back, right? There's still the mental. Yeah, there's no back. Of, yeah. You know, am I wearing a mask today? Um, for what reason, under what conditions, right? Like, um, it's what we've been through brings a heaviness to all the spaces that we navigate. Like, um, you know, I feel like you and I are very close and you and I aren't together in person the same way we were before. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's just, it's, it's all the things are different. Um, So I don't know. I'm I'm spending a lot of time thinking about like even if we're using these words that had familiarity and comfort to them before they're almost a lie, right? Like Yeah, right. Right. Um you know, like it's just there is no back. No. No. And it that that sort of saying that there is a back that it, that is going back or something like that sort of in some ways sort of pretends that somebody knows what's going to happen yeah. and that there's an expectation in place on how all this is going, is going to go. And I can assure you that is not true. Yeah. You know, it is not going to go the way that people think it is. And, um, and it's not because I know something that other people don't, or I'm trying to say an ominous, just that it never is. It never does. You know, it's like, what would be different about this time? You know? Um, and so just, uh, I, I appreciate the um, the temptation to use 
regressive, should we call it, can we call this regressive language or is there already something else called that, that I don't want to step on? I don't know. feels right to me. It feels, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I'm not like co-opting a phrase that's already used for something I mean, else I more important than this. I think mathematicians use regression for something different, but. Yeah. Yeah. From a stats, the statisticians are going to be very surprised when they log in and listen yeah. to this podcast thinking that they're talking about model two anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not regression. They're talking about hard stuff. And it's like, yeah, deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the slope we're on, I guess. Um, it's very significant. We'll just continue in, to intercept this conversation. Right. Um, if you look at the data, um, but this going back thing, you know, and I just think, I think, I mean, I appreciate it. I think a year and a half ago, a lot of people, you know, were, I mean, all the changes that were imposed upon us. Well, many of the changes that were imposed upon us when the pandemic started, were not anything that we had any control over. And we were essentially told what to do, you know, um, which nobody loves, I think. Um, and sort of wrenched out of our whatever comfort or discomfort we were in, but at least it was something that, that a lot of people knew about, Yeah, you know, with, with how the day was sort of going to go. And it's like, well, we're not doing that any longer. So pivot fast. And then we've been living in this other way for a year and a half. And so, I mean, like, like I'm not, I'm not kind of an idiot. I mean, it's like, yeah, I appreciate that there's this aspect of it. We we think that where it's going to go from here might look a little bit like the way that it did before, you know. But using the phrase "going back and return," I think short changes the potentiality of it, and it's not even necessary to 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 do it that way. Yeah. Because going back is going to trigger the hell out of a lot of people who weren't too happy with the way that it was before. And including me. Right, right. And, <laughs> and possibly you. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people that we know. Right. right. Well, and also people who just aren't where were they were before, right? Like, yeah. I think. You're going to have a long time. Yeah. This relates to a blog that I posted not too long ago about seeing who shows up within spaces. Um, you know, I think for a lot of, like, as I've been returning to gathering with certain groups of people, I'm really aware of how how much I have to meet even some of my closest friends again, right? Yeah. Like, because I right. think that there's a way in which we have to be curious about where people have gone and where that's left them over the last mm-hmm. year and a half. And I think this this is really true for like large gatherings of colleagues or you know, social groups or spiritual groups, like, um, I, I, you know, I think these humans have never gathered before in a lot of times. And so, um, I think trying to come to these welcome back, these normal events with some grace and compassion for ourselves over the fact that this is going to feel different um even if we use normalized language to describe it yeah right it's gonna feel different and for me i think the more that i try to push myself to feel um feel what i once felt before um it just i don't know it's it's like putting on you know you know that pair of shoes that doesn't quite fit anymore yeah um you know i've tried to do a couple of things that felt normal 
two years ago um, in recent months and discovered they just don't feel like me anymore. Right. Yeah. So I think that there's got to there's got to be some curiosity and compassion to how we move forward. Because yeah. I think I said yeah. this to you the other day. I think there is just there's only what is and what will be, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great phrase. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So you said that, and I was like, yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. So you know, I guess my my my. I, I, I sort of want to say my challenge to people, but that may be a little strong-armed, right? Uh, my suggestion to myself that I will try to do, and other people can join me if they would like to. That's, that sounded less uh, confrontational, <laughs> maybe. Um, I'm going to try not to use any, any of those words. You know, normal implies normal. What about anything has been normal? I mean, were things normal when before? It's like, Normal is an undefinable characteristic of things, I think. Return. It's like, well, I, I mean, I, I guess it worked for like the salad bar, but that's about it, you know? Um, I mean, maybe in a buffet situation, you can return and get some more, but it's like, I just don't love it. Or a library book. Okay, I get it. I have you one know? place where I think you'll approve of it. Where? On a typewriter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good return. return. You got to yeah, get back to return. the beginning. Yeah, but when I mean when you think about returning a library book back when people used to I've also been using return like this whole episode and I've just realized that. So um it's well it's a habit, right? I it mean is. it's yeah. It that in, in itself is a habit. It's hard to and and why is it why is it hard to why is it hard to to let go of that? It's like, well, the the language has been around us all of our lives and more so over the last year and a half, but more and more so over the last couple of months. Yeah. You know, this return idea. And it's like, what does it mean to return a library book? It's like, you took it, now you're going to give it back. And it's like, okay. Or returning on a on a typewriter, the, you know, carriage is all the way to the one side, so you're going to hit the return and you're going to move it over to the other. And we're on any sort of key keyboard. It's like, I think returning to a, a way of living that um, existed before a traumatic event might not be the appropriate use of that phrase. Things has changed. Things well, has changed. Things are different now. Well, and I mean, maybe the typewriter return is a good model in some ways because although it does change your perspective, it doesn't bring you back to where you were. No, it doesn't. If it did, you would just keep writing... the over the same line yep. over and over again. It does again. not. It does not. Right? So so what's a word for changing perspective but not returning to where you've been? Well, listeners, we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe they didn't answer. Hmm. Yes, yeah, starting over again like we always do, you know. Um, present moment awareness, you know, what, what's going on right now? What are we doing? You know, it's like the only word happen? I can think of is pivoting. Yeah. It's that liminal space. Yeah. Yeah. It's that before we were doing this and now we're doing this other thing and we're, we might be doing it in the same physical location, but there's not been a return here. Yeah. You know? Any more than there is, any more than there is 
you know, I mean, the the cafeteria vendor is different. Mm-hmm. They sure they aren't returning. You know, many of our colleagues are not returning, right? That's true. Um, who have moved on to other employment. It's like, so, you know, the word is being used so much for, for something that is such a small component of what's really, really happening here. And I see it as, I mean, there's so much, I mean, and this is not trying to make a good situation out of a bad one. There's so much potential mm-hmm. for change, for the better, you know, with with arriving on campus once again or in an office once again or wherever it is that people go if they were wrenched out of it once again the word return is just limiting to me yeah going back is more limiting to me going back going the phrase going back positively freaks me out it's like you know that's a mm. Mm-hmm. It's like you're gonna unbake the cake. It's like you're gonna you're gonna you know unscramble an egg. You're gonna. It's like it. It seems no more able, likely, or possible to me than it does. You know, putting the lid back on Pandora's box once it's opened. It's like it 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 can't be done. It can't be done. Right. We cannot re-record episode one. No, we can't because those people don't exist anymore. No. And that context doesn't exist anymore. Those people in that context doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, it couldn't be done if it, if it, if it, not that people shouldn't go back and listen to it. They absolutely should. You know, just because we aren't those people anymore and that context isn't the people doesn't mean it's not an amazing episode. It totally is. (laughs) (laughs) All of them except for eight. Every every single one of our episodes is meaningless the second that we stop recording it because we moved on during the course of the podcast and it's no longer us and who we are, right? But that's exactly it. I mean, with, I mean, in in politics, the worst thing you can do is change your mind on something, right? You know, because it's like you're expected to literally never change a, a single thing, even in the face of insurmountable evidence. It's like nope, because if you do, you're a flip flopper. Right. I mean, how many politicians have lost an election because their thinking evolved or they changed their mind on something? You know, um, was that John Kerry? Mm-hmm. Was He was for it before he was against it. And it's like, and you just lost, yep. you know, but it's like, but that represents progressive thinking that represents deeper thought that represents evolving in a position that may be critically important to a place where you might have more understanding. It's like, yeah, but you're still going to lose. Yeah. I think it's the third or fourth time we've brought up Carrie in that context, but yeah. never in exactly the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So, um, and just the phrase normal, I just dismiss out of hand. Completely. Well, I think most of us haven't liked normal for a while. No, 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 no. Um, and, uh, when when the word it's like going back, I appreciate it. It's overused in its context. Return, eh, I don't know. It's probably not the right word. Normal, it's like don't be ridiculous. It's like we're not. I'm not going to entertain the thought of that. It's like, <laughs> and then when it's like return to normal. It's like oh my god, what? Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking a little bit about the language we've used to describe. <clears throat> the pandemic in, in general in these times, right? Like, yeah, you know, it became so commonplace for people to put in their emails, like, during these uncertain times, during these challenging yeah. times. Um, and I think these times have been all of that. But, you know, I wonder, 
I wonder how much like how we talked about it informed how we experienced it. Like, I wonder if people had said in these times of solidarity, like, yeah, Ooh, that's powerful. How would that have changed? Right. Um, so there's something about like coming to a point where we're talking about welcome back returns normal that feels like it might be missing an opportunity to figure out like what's the better language we can use to like offer the intention we want to see moving forward yeah rarely have so many people experienced a shared had, had a shared experience like they did yeah in march 2020 yeah you know and I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say it was an opportunity for synchrony and shared experience was squandered because I think a lot of people, and I know we we certainly tried to do this, you know, tried to make sure that we maintain connections with community uh, in a few interesting different ways. But yeah, that is such a powerful insight. It's like, what is the narrative that was that was given to us that fed into our uh, despair mm-hmm. and all of this, you know, and if, I mean, and you, you can, you can do that, I think, without trying to snowball somebody into thinking that everything is freaking fantastic. You know, that's not that it's not, Oh, good news, everybody. There's, I mean, it's not that at all. Yeah. It's, um, we're having a shared unusual experience. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, we have an opportunity to share some synchrony. You know, we we can man. Now we're having this big thing that's affecting all of us. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's come together as a community around that and see what's going on. Yeah, because that's what I mean. As I'm thinking about what's going to happen later this month, I'm thinking about this will be a time of shared adjustment. Mm-hmm. There is no back. There's no back. So. So how do we approach a time of shared adjustment together in a way that's kind to ourselves and kind to one another? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we started chatting about this, I think I started by saying it's like it's it's a semantic. It almost seems semantic. It's like, I just don't like the words. You know, but I mean, Terrence McKenna used to talk about this all the time. You know, words are the, they don't describe realities you know, he, he used to go so far as to say they, they literally are the foundation of your reality or the words that you use or, or things, you know, things don't exist until there's words to describe them. Like they're the foundational aspect of of human awareness and existence, right? Or, or the words mm-hmm. that we use, you know? And I say this all the time, you know, to, to folks, you know, um, Let's pay attention to the way we talk about things because that can go a long way in changing how you think about stuff. It's like if you want to change, it's like you don't have to like change your change your way of thinking and then the words will follow. It's like change the words you use and your thinking will follow, mm-hmm. you know, which is like maybe be a little careful about how you talk about yourself because I don't think I like it. Um, and it's like once once you get people to shift away from, you know, talking smack about themselves and beating themselves up all the time. Um, maybe they'll stop. Sometimes they stop believing it as firmly as they did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, eh, let's work on the words that we use when we're describing all of this. 
you know, because those words really do become the realities that we live in. And um, there, you know, and maybe I'm a catastrophe. There is great danger to me, I think, in in the words going back, return and normal. Because it's like, I mean, it, it almost gives me, you know, chills mm-hmm. to think about it. It's like, I don't want to do that. Because you know? <laughs> well, it's like, I, I don't like those words. I don't like them. They're not the ones that I want to use. They they're gonna they're gonna put me back into a place that I don't want to be because I'm not I'm not that person anymore. Right. Well, a lot of what is considered normal is also toxic, right? Like, yeah. Having been one of those people that you have told, I don't like the way you talk about yourself, <laughs> right? Um, I remember what like the first time you said like oh, I don't like it. Um, it was so strange to me because. It was so normal to me to Mm. talk regular shit about myself. Um, So normal. It was so part of my routine. It was part of my identity. Like, I'm self-deprecating. It's part of my charm. Um, That was my normal. Um, But that normal was also self-destructive. And I think that there are a lot of normals that we don't investigate, that we don't question, that are destructive. Yeah, for sure. Right? And so I think if there is any return talk in our lives, it needs to come with scrutiny. Like, Yeah, really. Serious scrutiny. Normal isn't always healthy. Yeah, well, it, for it, I mean, it, it can represent stagnation. Yeah. It can represent stasis. It can represent lack of creativity. Nothing new to see here, you know, nothing original happening, nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm going to I'm going to dig that for about five minutes and I'm going to get bored. You it's know. literally most of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's literally most of most people's lives. You know, <laughs> the number of things. Again, I mean, and, and you know, our, our brains love it, though. You know, neurology loves it. Our, our brains love repetition and habit. And it's like it will find ways to do the same thing. Yeah. Just because it, it, it worked the first time, you know, we lived through it. So it, let, let's try it again. I mean, the brain likes to find ruts to, to get itself into. Mine does. Yours does. Everybody's does. You know, if your brain's in a rut, you know, and and you feel like you're you're in, in, in a state of habit doing the same stuff. Dude, it's cool. That's what, I mean, that's what brains do. It's fine. It you is. know, habits form without even thinking about them. It's true. It's what brains do. But you know what the cool thing about human bodies is? What? We're more than just our brains. We are. We are. Uh-huh. So it's only one set of input that we can listen to. Yeah. 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 There are. If only we had a way to get in touch with that mm. awareness of those different different elements. Mm-hmm. That could only be a good thing. It's true. I think I read some statistics somewhere, but it's like, I think, I think it was about like people, I'll try to find it. Um, if I successfully find it, I'll put it in the show notes. And if I don't, I won't. Um, like people like taking a shower in the morning, like people who take like a, a shower every day, you know. Um, it's like if you time how long it takes people to take a shower from one day to the next. And it's like over the course of a month, they it varies about 15 seconds, hmm. 10 or 15 seconds from one day. to the, It's like it's such a repetitive prescribed it's like the order 
of things, the length, the duration of it's like the entire process is so it's it's like one of the most repetitive things ever. No, I mean people take it. Long story short, I think, it suggests that it's like when people take a shower, they do it like the exact same way every time, yeah. with almost no variation whatsoever. Yeah, I just wonder how many of our listeners are doing what I'm doing right now, which is sitting there like doing like that mental check down. <laughs> Left of, arm, is this right true arm, for me? Head. What happens? Yeah. Well, that's that's that's. Uh, I have a different product, but yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I think the most uh, controversial change I've made in my shower routine is I no longer wash my hair every day. Oh. Mm. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean my showers are shorter. Yeah. Interesting. Like I somehow occupy that space. Yeah. You use the time for something else. Well, my hair's gotten longer. So, you know, I still condition it and that takes a while. You don't understand that problem. Yeah. I don't have a particular hair situation. No, no, I haven't. Though our listeners cannot see that they, Paul does have more hair than he did the last time. Yeah, just in a different spot. Yeah, just in a different spot. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I mean, I when I was out of out of town last week in, in Michigan, it's like I, I took my razor. But it's like I didn't shave once. It's like what's going on here? I'm doing like a Grizzly Adams thing. I it's usually not something that's done in August. Yeah, I don't think I don't it's know. a Grizzly Adams thing though. Uh, I think you have. Too much definition here for that to be a Grizzly Adam situation, but well, that's new. I mean, because I mean, I was in Michigan. It's like I didn't shave once. It was pretty Grizzly Adam oh. situation. Pictures, or it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Um, yeah, interesting. No going back. No return from here. Yep. And the phrase that I hate more than anything else is the new normal new normal aspire to mediocrity yeah hopefully hopefully you can find all new ruts to get into wouldn't that be fantastic yeah you'll rage eat different things when you run into these people in the hallway great rage eat the fruit (laughs) that's going to be in paul's office yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna happy we're, we're not gonna rage eat chocolate we're going to you know no. joyfully eat joyfully grapes. nourish ourselves with fruit yeah that's, i really <laughs> in, celebra- think, yeah. in celebration of shared community yeah you need a mini fridge with like a plethora of fruits how am i the responsible party here for healthy eating habits on campus I mean, well you know be- why this okay so here's how it goes right so my office has been a social hub Correct. And so people stop by and I have an open door policy and I love to see people. But what happens is I get overwhelmed and then I need a quiet place to escape to. (laughs) So you leave. And that's your (laughs) office. (laughs) Yeah, my new one my new one is super small. It's about a fourth of the size as my old one was. And I'm I'm like I'm genuinely excited about that. I renounce the hierarchy of the land grab situation where somebody's you know status is represented by the square footage of their office it's like no i'm I'm not but but that's a real thing for not just our institution but many of them um but it's like not interested i don't have a window i'm not in a corner i have it's a small office super looking forward to it so there's a tiny little piece of me knowing what i know about how stem faculty are treated in the universe versus how liberal arts faculty are treated Mm -hmm. in the universe 
that takes pride in the fact that I have a large window overlooking yeah. luscious trees. Yeah. Um, and probably a larger office now. Yeah, I'm sure. Couldn't be smaller. I might have one of the smallest offices in the building. That's though. okay. You don't need a big office. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, you spend most of your day in the lab anyway. I do. So certainly will. Certainly will. Certainly Coming up. Will, so. For sure. Awesome. Cool, cool. Well. I hope this wasn't an episode where we just complain about words. I hope we were able to turn some positivity on this. I keep coming back to this. So what's what's our challenge here to listeners, right? It's not it's not like let's complain about these words. It's like, what are these words doing to us, right? And are there alternatives? I mean, I do want to offer that you made a conscious decision to start a podcast with an English teacher, right? Like, it's like literally my job to be preoccupied by words all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this is, you know, I'm just gearing up for fall. Careful about those words you use. They matter. Yeah, they matter. Gearing yeah. up. I don't gearing know. Up. Gearing up. Mm. I didn't say re-gearing. Re-gearing. Are we shifting <laughs> gears? Return I don't mind gearing. that so much. Shifting gears. Shifting gears. Well, gearing up implies a, a direction. Shifting gears, you can shift down. That's true. As as you can shift up. Yeah. Yeah. It's always neutral. Mm. Onward. Turn the car off. Yep. Onward. That's my word of the year, I think. Yeah, I like the no going back part. Mm-hmm. There is no, but there is no back. Yeah. Yep. That's where you've been. It's not where you're going. That's right. How you want? How do you want to show up? That's it. Yep. Cool. I think this is in keeping with all our other stuff. Like, hey, be curious, be open. It is. It is. It totally is. Question words. The abandonment of expectation to, you know, it's not what's going to happen when I get there. It's who am I going to be? Yeah. How do I want to show up for this? Who am I right now? Um, because that's all you ever get. Yeah, you know, is who am I right now, and how do I want to show up for this? And pretty soon we're going to be showing up for this, but this is going to be later, and it's going to be somewhere else, and we'll see how we want to show up then. Yeah, with no expectation of what might happen or what did. Yeah, what did before? So, one thing that I think is funny is we are not saying, "Oh, we'll be getting back to recording these podcasts yeah. in person," because we only have done that what handful of times three handful of times um i said that this morning to somebody though and never in the same place yeah yeah i said i said that this morning to a, one of our longtime listeners hi jessica um i'm giving her a shout out because she, you know, she's one of our ardent supporters Very and nice. uh i said uh with all the traveling that you and i have been doing you know i said i'm looking forward i think i said like i used every one of my trigger words i think i'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to um a regularity of our <laughs> podcast recording recording schedule because it's been all over the place these last couple of weeks like i'm really looking back to you know looking forward to getting back into a into a rhythm of of recording stuff and then it was like we are literally going to talk about this this afternoon and i'm going to talk about how i don't like these words well, that i just used right with a long time fan and listener so i think that there's something to like i'm looking forward to continuing a thing i love in a way that i love it yeah, versus right. you know there's nothing about our podcast that's normal so no 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 no, no <laughs> not no. getting back to normal not at all not at all well shall we continue in abnormal 
regularity. <laughs> we shall. We shall. And we, sh- we shall let these people get back to their normal, return to their normal lives. Hey, they chose uh, this life. That's true. That's true. <laughs> thanks for listening everybody i hope you like this one um little musings and thoughts that i've been having lately that uh, sherry has been having too i think um and uh it's good talking to everybody again and sherry it's good to see you yeah good to see you too paul and uh we'll do it again this was episode 75 75 awesome creeping up near 100 yeah um if you really like it you can go ahead. I uh, appreciate it if you follow us, like us on the socials, follow us on the socials, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends. Yeah. Pop by the website and see what's happening there. See what's cooking. Uh-huh. And uh, every now and then there's new content on the shared blog. Every once in a while there is. Got one about to come out. I'm so late on it. Sorry, everybody. It's coming out soon. In due time. Think time takes time. Yeah, I'm feeling guilty about it, though, so I'm going to have to get it out there. We're going to have to do an episode on guilt. That might be episode 76. Yeah. 77, 78, and maybe 79. That might be a several parter. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Awesome. Take care. Yeah, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul podcast, yes. 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 Cool.